Warning, the Our Voice podcast contains explicit language and may not be suitable for listeners of all ages. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to United Not Silence, the Our Voice podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Monterullo. I am the communications director for Sam Ronan's 2018 uh, congressional campaign. I am joined by my co-host, LaDonna Loki. She is the social media manager for Sam Ronan's 2018 congressional campaign. Greetings and salutations. (laughs) How's it going? Good, good. Always a fun week in politics. (laughs) So, yeah, literally, like, ten seconds before we resigned, like, shit just started going crazy. Or, I'm, ten, I'm sorry, ten seconds before we started <laughs> recording, shit just started going crazy. Um, so, like, literally five minutes ago, uh, the news came across the wire that Trump uh, pardoned Joe Arpaio. Um, which, <laughs> like, holy shit, does he not, like, care about optics at all? It's unbelievable how, how little he gives a fuck about these things. <laughs> Um, no, and you know, I lived in Arizona on and off for ten years, and I can't think of anyone in this country that deserves a pardon less than Arpaio <laughs> for how fucking guilty he was. Oh my god! Like, Just, I mean, yeah, there's never been anyone that deserves to go to jail. I think more than Joe Arpaio. <laughs> it's an oh. amazing. I mean, he's so corrupt, and that's why he uh, was able to get around it for so long. And. Everybody, I think, you know, from Arizona was going, okay, finally. I mean, except for, the, you know, that small group of, you know, probably Trump fans and <laughs> mutual Arpaio fans. They're all cheering. together at that rally. That's like the only group of people who, <laughs> who didn't want to see Joe Arpaio get pardoned. Exactly. And the one paid black guy that, that was standing behind him. Well, and let's talk about some of the things that happened in that jail. I mean, people hear about the pink underwear. You know, that was a, a big one where he, they forced all the inmates to wear pink underwear, like, like. First of all, the color pink is supposed to be humiliating to men. That's a whole statement on, I don't know, feminism and all sorts of other things. Um, And then, you know, the the meals, well, tent city. So making people, forcing people to be outside in inhumane levels of heat. You know, we're talking 115, 120 sometimes in the summer in Arizona. Ridiculous. Um, And then the meals where, you know, he was cutting costs, I think, Last I heard, someone uh, told me that they gave a for lunch a brown bag with a, two pieces of bread, one piece of bologna, wow. and one apple, and I think maybe some water with that. Wow. And that was your like meal. Wow. Jesus fucking Christ. So, and, and this is not about cutting costs. This, is, this was strictly about punishing people and shaming people and all of that other stuff. So... And that's not even to mention the the excesses with the sheriff's department about, uh, you know, the, what he got in trouble for, essentially not turning over evidence uh, regarding the targeting of minorities and illegals. So, and yeah, continu- couldn't happen to a better guy. Yeah, right. <laughs> and continuing to target them and arrest people just for looking vaguely Latino, even after he was ordered to stop doing so, which is another reason he was found in contempt of court. I mean, he's just a fucking 
horrible, horrible fucking human being. Um, but yeah, I'm he's... an early Trump supporter, so you know. <laughs> I, 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 I want to read you the statement he he Trump released quick. Um, where is it? Uh, Arpaio's life and career, which began at the age of 18 when he enlisted in the military after the outbreak of the Korean War. The outbreak of the Korean War, like it's a fucking disease. <laughs> like it wasn't a fucking, you know, like it wasn't just our total, you know, imperialism. <laughs> Ugh, just, it was a rash. <laughs> yeah. Uh, exemplify uh, selfless, exemplifies, I don't know if this is a typo on the Washington Post part or Trump's part, but probably Trump's part. Uh, exemplify selfless public service. Um Throughout uh, his time as sheriff, Arpaio continued his life's work of protecting the public from the scourges <laughs> of crime and illegal immigration. The scourges of minorities. Yeah, that was really how that should read. Uh, sheriff Joe Arpaio is now 85 years old, and after more than 50 years of admirable service to our nation, he is a worthy candidate for a presidential pardon. Statement closed. No mention of his conviction or his crimes or why he's actually on trial uh, or why he was convicted. Um... I mean, I shouldn't be surprised at this point with shit that Trump does, but like, well, this is, and this is a statement too, because this is his first pardon, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, this is kind of like this Congress, their, their first, um, you know, actions were around corruption. It's the same thing with him. It's, it's doing everything he says and doing the opposite. You want to drain the swamp. So let's pardon all the uh, swamp monsters. Yeah. It's just unbelievable. <laughs> I just can't fucking believe he did that, but and also, by the way, a, a TYT actually did really good uh, looking uh, like research on this. Apparently, you're not allowed to pardon somebody just like willy nilly. You you could you, they have to have served five years in prison. Uh, they have to repent and admit what they did, which Arpaio is still not doing. Like li like legally, they have to admit fault and then you know uh, express remorse. Th these are all like legal uh, requirements for a pardon. Arpaio's done none of these. He hasn't served any time in jail. He's not gonna serve any time in jail. Like, I, like I don't know legally how he can even do. Like, I don't know what Wasn't paperwork. Was there some kind he's... of future pardon that you could do? I don't know. I... Uh, supposedly not. I supposedly not. I don't know. You know, legally, maybe there's. I'm sure there's some way. And if there yeah. isn't, he'll just make it and you know make it up. <laughs> Sign an executive order about it. <laughs> but according to like TYT's research in the state of Arizona, there are very specific parameters you need for a pardon. Um. So I don't know. I mean, but it doesn't fucking matter because he's gonna do it anyway. Uh, like you say, you could shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue and it would he'd be fine. <laughs> probably true. Well, yeah. That the next thing then he's pardoning him because he probably needs him in the cabinet now that everybody else is jumping <laughs> ship. <laughs> New chief of staff once Kelly fucking quits out of you know frustration. There you go. So yeah, that was uh, you know, and he first alluded to that at the. Uh, just, just mind-numbingly fucking dumb rally he had the other day in Arizona, uh, and I'm sure he caught highlights. How does that, that differ from all the other rallies? Yeah. I, but just think about for a second the fact that we're talking about the president having rallies in 2017. He he literally <laughs> just took office. He's like, fundraising for his legal fees. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, just think of how ridiculous he he's calling them campaign rallies. Like he's being upfront about it. Like he's having campaign rallies. Like, six months after he took office. Like, what? Uh, I'm not kidding about the legal fees. That's part of what they're using for legal fees is campaign funds, which I don't even think that should be legal. It might not um, be. It, well, actually, no. I, I, pretty much anything <laughs> you do with campaign funds seems to be legal. So, <laughs> fucking some, oh, God. Um, but, yeah, so, 
it was it was just buffoonery of the highest order. And you know, it came on the heels of his, his Afghanistan speech, which was literally the night before. And um, the fucking geniuses in the mainstream media who are just tripping over themselves to appear impartial uh, praised that speech <laughs> up and down about how presidential he was. And even Maggie Haberman from the New York Times, who's like supposedly a lefty writer, was like, oh, it was some of the most pr- pr- uh, presidential speak I've heard from him. Uh, he, he expressed, uh, he acknowledged a flip-flop and expressed uh, growing... And self-reflection, uh, is this a new President Trump? Something to that effect. What the oh fuck is gosh. wrong with you idiots? What is wrong with you idiots? Like, how do you not... How many times does fucking Lucy have to move the football before you realize that she's <laughs> not going to hold it there? Like, Well, and as a writer, I mean, I don't know. Maybe she was trying to compliment the writer of the speech because you know, I've written I, political speeches. Yeah. And I know I mean, you can make anyone sound like anything. It, it should be very clear to people by now the difference between Trump when he's talking off a teleprompter or reading a speech and when he's off the cuff. And- <laughs> Mainly because he's like reading like a fucking geriatric. He's like <laughs> he, the, the, the pace of which he delivers these speeches is just, oh, my God. But I, I just can't believe that they're still fooled by this. Like it's. But you know what it is? Anytime anyone beats the drums for war, they fight, the media fucking fawns over it. Like, they love it. They love any kind of escalation. And, you know, what he... But that was the thing. I mean, a lot of... This is just one more thing where a lot of people that supported him, you know, as far as what he was planning to do militarily, should be pulling back. Should be saying, whoa, you're not keeping your word here. A lot a lot of his but, alt-right base actually are really pissed about this on online. Uh, yeah. I don't know if that's enough for them to do anything about it, but the, um, but yeah, so I mean, his Afghanistan speech, uh, you know, it was his big policy decision on Afghanistan and surprise, surprise, the fucking military industrial complex wins again. We are not pulling out of Afghanistan. We are not rolling back troops in Afghanistan. We are surging troops in Afghanistan. Um, because that's worked so well in the past. It's worked so fucking well. We've done it twice under Obama and it's... You know the Taliban controls more of Afghanistan than they did when we went in? I, I heard that the other day. They control 40% of Afghanistan. They controlled less than that when we went into Afghanistan. Like, when the fuck are we going to cut our losses and just say, okay, we fucked this one up, let's just, let's let's cut and run and, like, realize that nothing we're doing is helping and we're literally just fucking lighting money on fire in service of fueling the fucking war machine and still... Getting American citizens killed. Like, people don't understand, like, because they don't talk about it in the news anymore. We're still in full fucking blown war in Iraq and Afghanistan. Like, people are dying, like, still. Every year, every month, like, people are dying. Like, this is not fucking... It's unbelievable the media blackout on this, and the only time we hear about it is, you know, when, when he makes a speech or when something like this happens. And, like, the whole point is, I suspect that the media is praising him and not being overly critical because they don't want to appear hypocritical because Obama surged troops twice in Afghanistan after promising on the campaign trail they would get us out of Iraq and Afghanistan. Uh, and he didn't. He What he did right. was turn two wars into seven. You know, now we're, not, we're now bombing in seven countries. And I suspect that they don't want to be called hypocrites because they were, you know, the usual bullshit that the media does. I mean, we saw what the fucking media did in Sy- when, when we bombed Syria. You know, like... The, Brian Williams, you know, or like, fucking have it, you know, like, he just, 
the way they talk about these things as if they're not like you know guided by the beauty of our missiles as if they're not like literally landing and killing people like it, it, it's just the, they're so in the tank for a fucking war it's unbelievable because it's, it's good, really interesting when you talk to lefties about or you're critical of you know, Obama or, or some of the things during his administration, you know, they just, they either get quiet, they don't know what to say, or, you know, somehow get defensive and not admitting that it's really the same shit over and over again. Yeah. But my question about this is the Russia connection, right? Because, you know, Russia, you know, was, was at war with Afghanistan before, Way and it would ago. seem like, um, you know, our being there or our being there extended wouldn't be something that Russia would be happy with or, you know, what am I missing here? Are they happy with it because we're doing what they were going to do or? I don't know if they give a shit. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, I, I Maybe really... they're just like, yeah, that place really is a mess. We're yeah, done, like, so yeah, you, yeah. you guys want to have that? Have at it, you know, because <laughs> we ain't going back in there. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't know, genuinely. Uh, I, <laughs> I would hope that the rest of the world is like, what the fuck are you idiots doing? You need to be getting out of there. But, um, you know. I, I are just, we getting opium from there? Is that is there a connection to that? Well, I mean, yes, that's supposedly that's a big thing. A lot of the opium we're just stealing their natural resources, which is a fucking war crime. I mean, the the the, ne the next big thing is that they have uh, supposedly tons, like trillions of dollars in mineral deposits that we haven't you know stolen from them yet, basically. Right. And that's the big thing that fucking Eric Prince wants to do. Uh, Eric Prince, CEO, I believe, of Blackwater. Blackwater, uh, he, yeah. Um who's, you know, a military contractor who we've farmed out a lot of the, the fighting in Afghanistan and, and Iraq to, uh, yeah, this the, horrible um, fucking firm, uh, hiding it to the American people like, Oh, we only have this many troops. Yeah. Well, how many private contractors do yeah. you have? No, we're literally privatizing the fucking war. It's unbelievable. Like it is just another crony capitalist way for them to make fucking money. And, um, Jeremy Scahill actually did a, did a really great expose of Blackwater. He wrote a whole book about it. I highly recommend anyone checks that out. Um, but it, it, it's just... Uh, oh, by, oh, by the way, Eric Prince is uh, Betsy DeVos's brother, in, in case you're wondering <laughs> uh, if there's any kind of uh, favors being done there. I don't know, wh you know which direction, but clearly... Nothing to see there. <laughs> yeah, nothing to see here. Um, but, and, and, and Blackwater, they, they, they are not like beholden to any kind of code of honor. They're not like the military. They're just fucking mercenaries. They're mercs. Like they can, they, they, they've committed horrible atrocities in Iraq and Afghanistan. And it's just like, they have no accountability because they're a private fucking contracting firm. And, and it, it, it's just. Anyone that's on the left that tries to pretend now that these military actions have anything to do with our safety when <laughs> yeah. things are more and more privatized needs to just shut the fuck up. Well, that's, what I, that's what I would ask for anyone who's not totally opposed to us being anywhere right now in the Middle East. Why are we there? Can you explain, and can anyone explain to me why we're there? Like in, in not like we're trying to steal their resources like, can you explain, I mean, like, a legitimate reason for us to be there? <laughs> the only thing that I could hear someone saying is, well, when we left Iraq, look what, you know, look at how bad things got and, you know, how but ISIS We never even was, left you know, Iraq, there. really. I mean, like, we he kind of pulled back on that. Like, that's what, that's the other thing that drives me crazy is the media is always like, and Trump will cite it, but the media is like, oh, yeah, well, when Obama left Iraq, he didn't fucking leave Iraq. We're still in Iraq. Like, right. We rolled back troops slightly, but I mean, we had a fucking hundred thousand troops there, and we still couldn't take the city, you know, take the the, the country. And what does taking the country even look like? Like, what? what, what uh, 
There, there was no end game to Iraq and Afghanistan, which is why we're still fucking there and still mired in shit, and why the Taliban control more of Afghanistan than they did when we got in there. Like I, 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 I don't know if I mentioned that on a podcast or right before we started talking, but the Taliban controls forty percent of Afghanistan right now. They controlled less than that when we went into Afghanistan. That's like we we spent trillions, like literally trillions of dollars, and we've been there for fucking 16 years, and we literally have gone backwards. We've made the country less safe. So what It doesn't matter because there's zero accountability and there's a blank check. Yeah. So... Yeah. How are we going to pay for that? You know, single payer, how are you going to pay for that? Free college, how are you going to pay for that? Uh, Iraq war. Afghanistan war. That would pay well, for all those things. <laughs> like what? Now it's clear when they put more money into the military budget, you know, what, what part of... Uh, you know, was around that. They literally um, put a hundred billion more into our six hundred billion dollar a year military budget. Free college would cost like seventy five billion a year. Th- that money we put in extra on top of our insanely high, way over the cost of what anyone else spends on the military budget. Hey, we cannot afford to have an educated populace. Yeah, I mean, like <laughs> literally, that that money could have paid for that, and it's just nobody fucking says how you're going to pay for that about war. It's just. How are you going to pay for that about things that actually help people? Because it's all a fucking political game to them. And, uh, well, <laughs> um, well, uh, you know, we, sh- we should move on to the Arizona. The Arizona speech uh, was just a rambling fucking mess of, you know, worse than usual, I would say. Um, which, is, which is saying something for him. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he was just, you know, he played all the hits, you know, he got the build the wall chant going. He, it's like, I'm not gonna, oh, my, my aides told me not to talk about, uh, you know, any of the senators from here. So I won't name names, but you know, you got the one senator, uh, who we're one vote away from health care. Like, you, you fucking asshole. Like, we don't, you like, we're one yeah, vote away who from healthcare. Yeah, about? And then your other senator from Arizona, hmm, I wonder who he's talking about. He's very weak on border and immigration, and he's just <laughs> such a dickhead. Meanwhile, these fucking idiots uh, still vote for, like, 90% of what he fucking proposes. It's like, they clearly just have no spine whatsoever, the Jeff well, Flakes I, of the world. <laughs> and that's where I go back to, you know, they rode, the GOP rode the Trump wave just, you know, as much as anybody, and... I think that they knew he would, you know, ultimately be impeached. And I kind of think that Pence was the end game for them all along. And they're just sitting and waiting now. Going, really? You people haven't impeached him yet? Come on. We got our guy in the background. So <laughs> it's just a matter of time. Yeah, I, I, I guess. I don't I, I, I think because nobody would have elected Pence. He, no, nobody God, would. Horrible. He's fucking even less charismatic than Hillary somehow, which, which yeah. is, which he is, just looks evil too. I mean, he can communicate, you know, which is, which he looks is like a dangerous. Pixar villain. Like so I saw somebody say that once he really does. He looks like a Pixar villain. <laughs> <laughs> His fucking hair looks like it's like plastic or claymation or whatever the fuck, you know, anyone who calls their wife mother. <laughs> so oh I my God. Yeah. And, and can't be in a room with a woman. If there's alcohol, how confusing that... would that be in bed? <laughs> even know what to say oh god I, he just there's so much there's such a creepy dynamic in that relationship i don't even <laughs> want to touch it <laughs> um one of my favorite things though from the, the the arizona speech was his pronunciation of antifa where he was just like antifa and he like yelled it <laughs> like queen latifah yeah yeah 
thinks he's at a rock concert. I'll, I'll give him a slight pass because I, it is a weird word to pronounce, and I sometimes say it both ways. But just the yeah. way he yelled it like a buffoon. So somebody actually dubbed in, um, te- you know, the song Tequila. They dubbed in that, and like with him <laughs> saying Antifa at the end. Oh, you need to insert that in here. I'm going, I'm totally going to. Um, that was so funny, though. How did he get in here? He's supposed to be with a few people outside. How about, how about all week we're talking about the massive crowds that are going to be outside. Where are they? Well, it's hot out. Um, yeah, so (laughs) that, yeah, that speech was, was insane. And he intimated in that speech that he was going to pardon Sheriff Joe, um, (laughs) which he said he wouldn't do at the speech because he would get in trouble. Meaning that the thousands of people outside probably would have burned the fucking building down if they heard that he pardoned Sheriff Joe during the fucking speech. Oops, I just shot fireworks off outside my house. That's cool. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, he's just, just such an idiot. It's unbelievable. Um, yeah, but, you know, speaking of idiots, uh, we, we can't not talk about the Democrats because it's kind of our bread and butter. Um, the big One of the big stories this week was that Hillary's book uh, is coming out. You know, you know what happened? Um, the long-awaited book. <laughs> Which, by the way, Glenn Greenwald had the funniest tweet of all time because it, you know, the book is "What Happened," Hillary, and then Hillary Rodham Clinton. He's like, "Really? Do you get the question and the answer to to a question <laughs> in the in the in the book title?" Uh, that one, that one's tweet of the year for me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, so her book's coming out, and uh, there's like an excerpt released from from her book about uh, how she felt about Trump during the debates. Where he was, you know, where he was fucking like stalking behind her, doing <laughs> that goofy shit that he was doing, and she was like, uh, "I wish I had told him to back up, you creep." Um, you know, I, I just find it so funny because she wasn't telling him to back up, you creep, when her and Bill were at, you know, his and Melania's wedding. I just feel like it's so, uh, you know, th- these people were fucking buddies like before they started this campaign. Like, if she really wants us to believe that they're these, like, you know blood rivals now i i really don't buy it i don't know i I just the whole thing bothered me because this is this isn't something he did in particular to her this is if if you read you know books about business and sort of you know power in business and stuff like that this is actually a technique that you use to upset people to you know get them off their game so for example if you have to negotiate and you're going into an office and you know the person on the other side of the table you know, that's their desk. You you move stuff that's on their desk. Move their stapler. Just you know, randomly. <laughs> and you'll see him do yeah, this. I was gonna like, say he he's, he does that all the time. Like there's that compilation of him just you know, shuffling things on his desk. Like exactly, just, and it's a power thing. I think it's probably one of the, the very few skills that he has. Um, is just trying to unnerve people. He's so fucking. He's <laughs> such a loser. He probably totally reads like those like you know, like bit succeeding in business for dummies or whatever. And it says you know. So. For me, it's like, I, I look at her and I go, this is something she should 
being around for, you know, as long as she has in politics and, and everything, this is not something that should be off putting in any way to her or upsetting or anything else. Um, I just, that to yeah. me, that, that just shows, um, either she was trying to play it somehow as, as well, she was um, to get something having to do with her being female or something else. I don't know. Are, are you trying to imply that she would maybe use her gender to uh, explain <laughs> away part of her loss or part of the, no. Um, also, I just also find it ironic that she did that. She's uh, creeped out by by a guy leech, uh, lurching behind her um, because uh, the apparently has, of all guys she's married yeah, to <laughs> hasn't had a look at her husband in too long if she if, if she was creeped out by Trump. But whatever, you know. Yeah, her radar apparently isn't uh, the strongest. But yeah, no, her, her her book. I can't wait for that. We're gonna do a whole book review on this podcast. <laughs> You're gonna make me read it. Oh. <laughs> I'll, I'll take the bullet. I'll read it, and I'll, I'll just report the, the fucking bullshit. You give me um, the high points. I can't do it. Uh, by the way, I, I I think people are misreporting it a little bit because everyone's like, "Oh, well, it's a question in the book title." There's no question mark in the book title. It's just yeah. her dictating what happened. Right. What happened? It was Bernie Bros and Russia and all these other things and blaming it on fault. everyone else that's yeah. that that's the implication of the book title to me um but you know that's just the way she is Ugh. yeah and she probably didn't write it this was probably you know one of the um you know peter douche, peter uh, down <laughs> peter douche is Actually, a way better identity. twitter handle yeah his, yeah his, uh, his... peter dow or one of those people that spends you know full time she must keep them on payroll you know 24 hours a day out and just defending her it's, it's oh, probably yeah, one absolutely. of them absolutely well, i don't know peter dow's almost like has like a norman bates like fascination with her i don't know if they actually pay him or not but that motherfucker if they don't is it is even creepier than trump or somebody yeah. standing behind her oh yeah absolutely they even called him a creep in the wikileaks emails <laughs> they said he was a bit off <laughs> one of the emails which he which he got yeah. super furious about was like that's not what they meant they meant off message okay peter sure whatever you say buddy <laughs> um oh my god these fucking people they're just monsters they all need to leave this party immediately um yeah, they're so, voted off the islands yeah really um speaking of the party though uh DNC's had some fun with fundraising uh, in the past week. They're, they're getting some real stellar advice from consultants, I gotta say. Um, their big thing earlier in the week was they sent out an uh, email to Democrats saying, uh, Trump fails to deliver on border wall promise. Uh, what the fuck are you doing? Why, why Do you want him to deliver on the border wall promise? <laughs> Well, like, what? What are you doing? Like, I, I get. Are you trying to like say like, oh, he's a liar? Great. Do you really think anyone on your fucking fundraising list doesn't know that? Like, what? The, the people that they have working there, it, it is amazing to me that they have jobs, and I think it's only because they're this stupid that they have jobs. <laughs> because nobody with a fucking brain would stick around with these losers. It's like I guess you know they don't really have a way of reaching out to Mitt Romney directly, so this was their, uh, their oh way of talking God. to him. Well, Mitt's, Mitt's fucking Mitt's fucking joined the DSA. He's like you know masks up in Antifa. Um, so I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just so so stupid and bad strategy. Like I, I don't know what these idiots are thinking. 
and they're getting paid a lot of money to write these things because they well, have Well, and I saw consultants. people sharing on Twitter uh, the other one that they did, which was Final Notice. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> as though it was some kind of a collections thing. And people were really upset about they, it. They like, sent... actually, if it's a Final Notice from the DNC, I'm fucking happy about it. But... <laughs> Please, do you promise this is your final, con- you know, contact? No, yeah, yeah. so they sent out these letters. Um, and the front said, like, uh, Democratic Finance Committee in like as the return address which is just you know whatever made up thing um and it said on the back final notice and you opened it up and it made and it looked like uh, like like an overdue bill essentially and it's like you know this this fucking scaremongering fundraising technique is just so stupid and so short-sighted i don't know who is fucking pushing that well i do know it's some fucking overpaid consultant with the dccc but like it's just so dumb for them to be, like, well, how, nobody's opening f- their emails anymore, right? Because <laughs> well, yeah, because everyone's so bad. You already blocked them there, so they're like, they have no fucking well, money. They're they're really they're 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 some old grandma's going to read this and be like, oh, crap, did I not pay a bill? I better send them money. I mean, this is fucking, like, bordering on a scam. That's their last hope. <laughs> yeah, seriously. It's, like, bordering on a scam. And it's, like, how out of touch do you have to be as a party when 50% of the country is making $30,000 a year or less and you're sending out fucking collection letters? Like, somebody might have gotten a collection letter last week that their house is being foreclosed on because they can't pay their fucking medical bills and you're sending them this cutesy letter trying to be funny or whatever to raise money. Like what the fuck is wrong with these people? Was that even trying to be funny? I don't even know what that was. I don't was. know what it was. It's so baffling, <laughs> but you know what? They're paying a fucking, a, a mailing consultant the same way they're paying, you know, their TV consultants and the same way they're paying their uh, email consultants way too much fucking money. And these people are proven losers. As we've said a thousand times, they've lost 1100 fucking seats in nine years, wiped out coast to coast. They control, you know, uh, less than 30% of the state houses in the country, and they're still employing these fucking idiots. And, th- and this Nancy is the Pelosi kind of work we're getting this from under them. Control, so. Well, she's a master legislator. I don't know if you <laughs> if you're aware of this, Lubano, but <laughs> Nancy Pelosi's a master legislator. Um, <laughs> I, I just I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm so fed up with this fucking party. I, I really don't think that they that they can. And I feel bad. I feel like sometimes like we talk too much, you know, too negatively about them too much here, but they it's like, they fucking deserve it. They really on the other side, it. this is the only of the two parties that, you know, we can even remotely consider and they're making it really impossible. Well, yeah. And that's the thing. Like, and I'll, I'll talk to people about this who listen to the show and I'm like, look, I'm not criticizing them. Cause I don't like the dem. I like, I, you know, I I want the party to be fucking left. I want them to actually stick to their ideals and their 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 principles and like the fucking legacy that like FDR left for them. I want them to actually represent the working people. We, right. we criticize them so they get better. We don't criticize them because it's fun. Well, it is fun because they're fucking horrible. But uh, we criticize them because we want them to get better because they're the only party that remotely represents us right now. You know, the Republicans are completely in the pocket of special interests and corporate you know money. But so are the Democrats, and it's like they used to not be. They're just keeping up that facade for as long as they possibly can. But what are they now at, like, 20% or something like that in terms of... uh, 
population. A population. I mean, it's it's, yeah, it's, it's fucking, they're, they're almost they're, a dead party. They're yeah, and it's not getting any better. And I got news for you: if they screw over a progressive candidate again in 2020 and play these games where they announce the super delegate votes before the delegate votes, they're going to be a dead fucking party because we're just going to leave. I think you I don't think even I'll, have to wait until 2020 because well, all you have to do is you. watch who they're fundraising. Um, you know who they're funding for 2018. Even watch who they're funding now. Um, and I think, you know, the answer is already there. Anybody that's remotely associated with Bernie or Bernie's message, you're not getting supported. Yeah. I think they can get by in 2018. They'll fly a little under the radar because it's harder to keep up with all the races. But 2020 will be a real barometer for how um, much they're going to just stick to their losing strategy. And I suspect it's going to be 100%. That's assuming they're around in 2020 with yeah. the way they're fundraising. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, they might have to close shop. They might have to fucking operate out of uh, one of one of Nancy Pelosi's mansions. It's going to be weekend at Bernie's, propping up Hillary more for fundraising. That's why they're pulling Obama out for more fundraising. Oh, they're dying on the vine. Yeah, really. Um, so the other thing that they've been doing, and that I've personally experienced, is that they are buying email, either buying or being given email addresses from Act Blue. Um, I've been getting emails from, I got an email from Onward Together the other day, and I was like, why the <laughs> fuck am I getting an email from Onward Together? I would never sign up for your horrible fucking money laundering pack. Um, and I got an email today from uh, D, from Debbie Wasserman Schultz. It was like some DWS uh, action or something. That's some fucking garbage pack. Um, and it, right, right underneath it said... Um, like not affiliated with W or with any candidate or anything, but it was called DWS pack and it was Democrats win seats pack. Oh Did they my. get any cutesier with the fucking like clearly this money is being funneled directly to her. Like right. it's so ridiculous. But and they it, can't use her name because it's so poisonous. Yeah. But they literally did use her initials, like her very recognizable initials. Um and she sent an email being like, Help me protect DACA. Like Really? That's, like, your fundraising pitch? Like, that's your fucking fundraising pitch? Like, like nobody else is gonna do that and not be a corrupt motherfucker who screws over half the party? Like, like Tim Canova is not gonna also protect DACA and, you know, not be a corrupt asshole who colludes with the media and with a candidate to screw over the other candidate in the primaries? Well, and, you know, this whole split within the party between progressives and, you know, more centrists, it's kind of odd to me, too, because historically it's like, the Democrats were supposed to be for things that were even far, even more left of the legislation they were fighting for, right? So like, you know, Obamacare, you know, a step towards universal health care kind of thing. It was always supposed to be that you were fighting for, for that bigger things goal. things and against bad things, like Tom Perez says. Yeah, and that, it, well, <laughs> not exactly. It was supposed to be that you were for the bigger goal and you were at least going to work towards getting there. Now they're not even arguing the bigger goal anymore. Now they're just going, no, we're, we're just going to stick over here. So <laughs> Reminds me of my favorite uh, tweet from one of the anonymous like Twitter accounts. It was like, uh, just got back from the centrist rally. People were holding signs saying better things are not possible. Like that's, <laughs> that's basically what this is. It's like they're, they're, they've just totally given up on any kind of <clears throat> semblance of policy that would help people because they're like, well, our donors don't want it. And if we keep saying that we're for it, but we don't vote for it, we're going to look bad. So we might as well convince people that it's not a good policy and that it's pie in the sky and that it can never happen. This way it takes the heat off of us. 
Well, you know how a lot of uh, you know, evangelicals have that, like, you know, what would Jesus do kind of thing? I feel like Democrats have that, like, what would donors do thing before they think or act? It's like, okay, how, what effect is going to have on my fundraising? <laughs> it, it's just, it's just so, yeah, it's so unfortunate. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I tweeted out today, uh, like, a picture of that email I got. And I was like, hey, W. Austin Schultz, how the fuck did you get my email address? And uh, Rachel, actually, uh, who used to be uh, affiliated with our voice, uh, responded to him. She was like, well, you know, Act Blue gives that information to Democrats the same way they do to Republicans and Independents, which I don't know if that's true, but whatever. Um, Act Blue gives to Republicans? Yeah, I, I thought that was a little strange. But um, mm-hmm. even if they give to Democrats, that's Sells a little... Sells to, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's a little sketchy that they're sell- either selling or just outright giving uh, email addresses to... Democrats, but you know the other thing that I thought was really funny is that I've only ever given money to Bernie, so they're clearly right. targeting because they can't get his email list. They're targeting Bernie donors, and I'm like, you really think those people are gonna give Debbie fucking Wasserman Schultz money? That's that's like like they're hoping that's like they're sending mailers out to the Trump. Jews, being like, hey, you want to help fund the Adolf Hitler memorial statue we're putting down in Central Park? Like, what, what the fuck? Like. No, no, we fucking don't, like no. How, well, why would we give money to the person that literally screwed over the only person I donated money to? Like, what? What? Because the... you're part of the resistance. <laughs> they, they're just so, but... because you're, you're going to be so mad at Trump that it's not going to matter how bad Democrats are. Right? But they're just throwing money away, like they and they don't care because the consultant said, "Hey, it's a great idea. Let's target Bernie." I guarantee you, this was some big aha moment that it got a fucking round of applause. In a fucking, you know, in the DNC headquarters, where someone was like, oh, God, Bernie just won't give us his damn email list. I don't know what we have to do to this guy. We screwed him over. We forced him to drag Tom Perez on a unity tour. We constantly belittle him in the press, and he won't help us out. I don't understand it. And then some other idiot in the back was like, hey, why don't we ask Act Blue for all the people that donated only to Bernie, and we can target them with emails? And then some other idiot was like, oh, yeah, that's great. That's great. Let's 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 send them uh, fundraising emails from Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Maybe we can even make Donna Brazil the uh, subject line. We could say that she wrote them. Like, what the fuck do these idiots? They, they they're so dumb. And yeah, I, I mean, you can look up, you can look up, you know, donors and see you know, who people donated into and stuff. And I think again, this info, yeah, yeah, they they should have been thanking God that Bernie brought all of these new donors, all of these small donors to the party and, you know, should have been bowing to the man, um, you know, for all of these new people. But, but that's what they have to understand is that without Bernie, that data is useless to them. Yeah. I'm, I'm without, without policy, <laughs> without fucking yeah. policy, that data is useless to them. We don't want to vote for your shitty fucking incrementalism. Like we want somebody who actually represents us and who's not going to pretend to represent us and then go re- fucking give a bank bailout to the, you know, the wall street banks. I, no. it, it's just so they're so so in that bubble that they don't understand what they're doing is so dumb um the other thing i was and i was talking to, i think i was talking to jeremy our field director about this earlier i was like um well i don't know why they would want his, his email list though because if they can just look up that info from mac blue and he's like well he probably has a lot of people on his email list who didn't donate but actually signed up to volunteer and i was like yeah that's probably true and then i was like wait so they think somebody who actually took the time to go out and knock doors for Bernie Sanders is going to give fucking money to Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Like, that is so... 
it's relatively free marketing for them. So for them, it's like, hey, if one person does, I mean, all they're really paying for, you know, when it comes to email marketing anyway, is just someone to create the actual copy. So it doesn't matter for them if, you know, a thousand or 10,000 get sent out. So but for I'm them, sure yeah. consultants getting paid to come up with their strategy for fundraising. Like and if I were a consultant, I'd fucking tell them to do it. I would. Sure. But <laughs> again, because if it, if it works for one, um, you know, the people who aren't going to, aren't going to anyway, are going to be pissed off anyway. But the one or two people that are like, yeah, well, you know, this Donald Trump thing, we really need to to do something and unite as a party now. That's but what they're hoping about, so, above all so of it. It's offensive to, to people that she literally screwed over and like, you know, made, essentially, you know, cost them their money because she had no intention of letting the party run a fair primary. If anything... Which needs us to. <laughs> yeah, no, I, we'll, we'll get to that. But I, I've just... It, if anything, use that info and send out fundraising for Elizabeth Warren or, you know, people that are remotely acceptable to that community. Like, you send out right. fundraising to people from Bernie's list who are not on Elizabeth Warren's list, I think you get a pretty good return. Yeah. You you send out Debbie Wasserman Schultz fundraising emails? Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, <laughs> spit in my fucking eye, why don't you? But, yeah, I mean, you know, we, we mentioned how she, she uh, did not let the party run a fair primary, and another big piece of news that broke uh, right before we started was that the... So another big piece of news that broke before we started was that the DNC uh, fraud lawsuit got dismissed. Um, so disappointing. Very disappointing. And I, I'll be honest, I expected it to happen. Um, yeah. I, I didn't think it was going to go forward. Um, which is not to say I don't think it had merit, because I do think it did. I think... It was legally murky because technically the DNC is a private organization, um, but it's shady as fuck what they did, and they didn't follow their bylaws. Um, I just if I thought, nothing else, if nothing else, though, I'm just glad that they had to stand up in court and yes. admit that it was a fucking sham and that they don't have to do any of that stuff that they say because now anybody who donates, it's on you. You've been warned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you want to throw your money into that fucking cesspool, be, you know, be my guest. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, I, I didn't, I thought it had merit. I did not think it was frivolous. I thought it was legally shaky because it's tough to prove that a private organization, which they are, even though they shouldn't be, right. um, they should be publicly funded and publicly accountable. Um, but it's tough to prove that they should be doing a certain thing. Now, um, anyone with any fucking sense of morality or honor within the party should have looked at their total lack of respect for bylaws and impartiality and said, wow, we need to fucking fire everybody that worked at the DNC, basically, and start over. Right. Um, right. Which, of course, is never going to happen. But yeah, I mean, if nothing else, this was such a great service to the country because it forced their, like you said, their lawyer to stand up in court and say, well, we don't think we need that. We, we don't think we're obligated to uh, hold, be impartial and hold a fair primary. We can go in the back room over cigars and pick a candidate if we wanted to, but, you know. Which they said, of course we didn't, but, yeah. and it's like, well, <laughs> wink, I kind of read yeah. the emails and, you know, well, <laughs> they kind of did. Maybe there was no smoke-filled rooms, but there was certainly, you know, <laughs> some rooms. So, yeah, I, I just... It, it, Where do you it, go? And the only thing I can think of is uh, draft Bernie. I mean, I, I hope I hope that in some way 
uh, you know, Bernie has been in conversations with those people and maybe said, yeah, well, I can't really step out and, you know, say I'm running right now, but y'all are welcome to, to build something and, you know, keep it there in case I do. I'd, I'd love to think that some of that was happening in the background. I don't know that it is, but. Well, so, I mean, we, we've talked about a little bit in the past couple of weeks, how like he clearly is fed up with them and he's not, uh, trying to placate them anymore. Cause he realizes every time he does, they spit in his face and they call the supporters alt left and Bernie bros and fucking, you know, all this other garbage and nonsense smearing that they do. And he's like, fuck this. A few people are going to keep doing this to me when I bend over backwards. I mean, he literally, we talked about, it, I think last week has done more campaigning for other Democrats than anyone else in the party. Uh, so I would love to see how they keep saying, Oh, he's not even a Democrat. You know, he's done more fucking groundwork for any, for any, uh, than any of you like he's literally right. camping and it's mostly because he's the most popular politician in the world i suspect if nancy pelosi did a tour around the country people would not be coming out to see her fucking speaker rallies <laughs> um, didn't they just reconfirm that i saw another one today that they had just uh i think pulled it again or something and, and yeah it, 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 it's, it's undisputed at this point every poll that they do he's literally the most popular politician in the country so which I, drives me crazy on social media and in twitter when you know People act like you're you're the fringe, you're the minority. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're the fringe. But of course, Step aside. The most popular politics. It's it's the same thing they do to Corbyn in the UK. It's like the fucking you know the bougie elites. The I do declare. It's like well yeah okay, you can there you was know, a, clean a Facebook your shit while you want, but it's not going to last much longer. There was a Facebook group I was trying to join that called itself Progressive, um, and then I looked at the questions and it was like. Did you support um, any third party candidate, you know, for, for president in 2016, you know, Bernie Sanders or, uh, you know, Jill Stein or whatever? And then I, and there were a couple of other questions. It was basically if you are, you know, do you support any for 2020? In other words, if you do anything for anyone outside of a Democrat, you can't join this group like you're out and you call yourselves progressive. Yeah. Like if you're green, you're out. If you even consider someone who's green, you're out. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're just fucking... But they're the big tent party. So, you know, everybody yeah, big <laughs> Republicans. And I guess maybe some lefties like, you know, if we need you, although fuck you, we don't need your votes. Go start your own party. Although why didn't you vote for us? You fucking purists. So, you exactly. know, um, yeah, they're, they're awful. Um, one more piece of news, though, that just broke uh, as we were recording. Uh, Sebastian Gorka actually resigned from the Trump administration. Which another is, one bites the dust. Yeah, another one. I mean, it's just fucking crazy. All the fucking... All he needs Miller, and then the whole, you know, the white supremacist wing of the, of the administration. I mean, you know, he's the chief white supremacist, but without I these guys... I go back to, you know, this was a you know, pissing match between, you know, Kushner and Bannon and Priebus and, you know, Kushner's married to Ivanka. So, yeah, it was real, he, real, real know. smart strategy on their part, feuding with the guy, <laughs> the only guy that's unfireable, like, what? Yeah. <laughs> fucking idiots. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he, he resigned, um, he released a very blunt statement, uh, just I have an excerpt of it, um, Given recent events, it is clear to me that forces that do not support the MAGA promise are, for now, <laughs> ascendant within the White House. They always use these words like ascendant because they want you to think of the ascendant fucking race, which is how they consider themselves. Oh, gosh. Uh, which is hilarious if you've ever seen a picture of Sebastian Gorka. <laughs> 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 because, uh, 
genetically ascendant, he is not. Uh, <laughs> as a result... He's a little chlorine in that gene pool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as a result, the best and most effective way I can support you, Mr. President, is from outside the people's house. Uh, regrettably, outside of yourself, the individuals who most embodied and represented the policies that will make America great again have been internally countered, systematically removed, or undermined in recent months. Um, this was made patently obvious as I read the text of your speech on Afghanistan this week. So, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, he's actually the, the, the nationalist wing of the White House, like the Bannons and the Steve Millers and the Gorkas, didn't want to escalate uh, because, you know, they're, they're kind of America first thing. Um, right. And obviously it's for different reasons and we don't want to escalate, but if that's what the policy was going forward, I'll fucking take it for whatever reason it's for, you know, like that's as long as we get out of war. Um, well, so America first, then when you really look at it though, it's, you know, it's got white power, um, you know, origins, it's got anti-immigrant and, um, anti-Semitic origins. And so when you really understand it was never about our foreign policy, it was really just about, uh, yeah. You know, the superiority of white people. <laughs> yeah, no, you kind of understand uh, why it doesn't matter now what they do in foreign policy. Yeah, it's it's weird. I don't know. It's a weird weird cross section uh, where they, where where <laughs> where horrible alt right you know Nazis line up with super left progressives. But um, it, yeah, so I mean, what you know, it, it, it's it, it's just people are dropping like flies from the administration. So. Uh, well, I hope they can uh, pick up the shreds of their careers <laughs> <laughs> and find some way to move on. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's only a matter of time, though. I mean, there's only so many more dominoes that can fall before the uh, the chief does. But we'll we'll see. I don't know. I'm not wishing yeah. for that as much as everyone else, because I think as horrible as he is, he's way yeah. The only th the only thing that would really suffice for me would be a, a total do-over, because otherwise I think you'd have to go down as far as maybe McMaster or somebody else to, to get to anybody that might be remotely tolerable. So Yeah, and I um, wouldn't even be really super thrilled with that, because he's uh -huh. the reason we're staying in Afghanistan right now. Right, um, right. You know, him and Mattis. So, uh, yeah, it, it, <laughs> it's not looking good, but uh, the, the good news is if they can pull their heads out of their ass, they can... Uh, you know, sweep across the board in 2018 <laughs> and 2020. Um, but as we detail, that does not seem like it's happening right now. So, uh, yeah. Uh, we need a third party. Yeah, <laughs> we need a viable we, we third really party. Do. Stat. I mean, honestly, you need to break the wheel, like Daenerys says on Game of Thrones. Like, cool. <laughs> and it's interesting. I've been, you know, polling on my own social media and, at least for what people are saying, more and more of them are saying that they will not uh, vote for either, you know, of the major parties, that they're much more likely to consider voting uh, independent or third party after uh, the 2016 elections. So, uh, you know, a lot of it is discussion until, you know, the, the party fear mongering starts again uh, closer to uh, the next round of elections. And, you know, we'll see what happens. But at least for what people are thinking right now, um, it's looking more and more like they're abandoning both parties. So it's going to be very interesting, especially to see what happens in the primaries with the Democrats. Because if they do fuck over their base again and put forth a Kamala Harris or Cory Booker or Tim Kaine or some fucking, you know, just... I don't think it's an if. I mean, we already know well, I mean, if, if they, they are. 
if they yeah we know who they've sent to talk to their yeah. uh, hillary donors and all of that so if they you know, it's the a scales enough who. to actually cheat a progressive out of the seat right um, they're gonna be in for a fucking world of hurt like especially if bernie just says like fuck this and decides to run as a green or as, as an independent or whatever he decides to run as right um it'll be another ross perot he'll get you know <laughs> at least 14 percent. <laughs> well yeah i mean i think perot got like 20 percent, didn't he in his first election i think so yeah i think the first round he did um, um that yeah motherfucker's so crazy <laughs> we could do a whole podcast about him uh he's so amusing i enjoyed him until he i mean it's kind of like louise mensch it was entertaining you know for like the first <laughs> little bit and then you're like oh my god you're really fucking nuts <laughs> yeah yeah no he, he really is um but yeah, so I mean, they, hey, you know, you guys want to fucking do that again? You want you want to play Russian roulette with the with the twenty twenty election? Be my guest, but you're not gonna like what happens afterwards. I, I suspect. So, yeah, uh, I think that about does it for us today uh, on the podcast. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, uh, and share it out on social media. Uh, we are considering a bit of a rebranding in terms of names, so. If you guys have any suggestions, you know, tweet it, uh, tweet it to us. Uh, you tweet me at a Monterulo or Ladonna at uh, the political bent. At um, Polly Bent, P O L I B E N T. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So tweet us uh, suggestions. We have a few, but you know, we're open to suggestions. But we feel like uh, we're not. The name of the podcast doesn't necessarily reflect what what the message of the podcast is, and we want to. Uh, be seen more on the iTunes charts and in searches on iTunes. So we want to think about think about things with progress or progressive or anti-establishment in them. Uh, just just to kind of convey the message of the podcast a little bit more. Um, we want to hear from you. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, yeah, join us next week on the Our Voice podcast.